Welcome to Examining the Bible. Use your power of reason. Today's topic is about what is idolatry. And so let's examine the Bible together and let's use our power of reason as we consider what the Bible says in the matter. So the question, what is idolatry? When you look at a dictionary, the word idolatry or idol means that an idol is an image, a representation of anything or a symbol that is an object of passionate devotion, whether material or imagined. Generally speaking, idolatry is the veneration, love, worship, or adoration of an idol. It is usually practiced toward a real or supposed higher power, whether such power is believed to have in, in to have animate existence as a human, an animal, or an organization, or is inanimate as a force or lifeless object of nature. Idolatry generally involves some form ceremony or ritual so there you have it that is the meaning or the definition of the word idolatry now let's look at the matter of idolatry in regards to how and why this word became existing or it became an issue The word idolatry came to light when, uh, in the Hebrews time, when they came from the land of Egypt, they were liberated by Jehovah God through Moses. And so the book Exodus explains what happened at that time and how the events went one after the other. Now the word exodus means mass departure, especially of immigrants. So we can picture that, um, picturing these uh, Hebrew descendants coming out from the land of Egypt, where idolatry was very prominent or used a lot. Humans were worshipped, Animals were worshipped. And basically, Jehovah God was giving them, the Hebrews, his laws in order to establish a contract or covenant or agreement between the two. He, Jehovah God, will become their God and the Hebrews will become his people representing him here on earth therefore the laws that were given to him or to them to the hebrews in regards to idolatry had to do with the matter of worship and what worship was acceptable to jehovah god obviously idolatry was not it we find that at exodus 24, 5, and 6, God gives them the command in 
I am going to read from the American Standard Version of the Bible and you can go to biblehub.com and find uh, find the scriptures there you can find different references of the Bible in there I like to use the uh, American Standard Version because it has not omitted God's name as in the other versions that exist but also I see that Young's literal translation uses the name Jehovah as it should be and then World English Bible uses the name Yahweh which is also acceptable as God's name as we don't know the pronunciation of his name from the Hebrew writing So the American Standard Version on chapter 20, Exodus chapter 20, verse 2, starts by saying, I am Jehovah thy God who brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. So God is telling them there that he was responsible for bringing them out from a land where they were slaves in bondage and he continues with the command and the law thou shalt have no other gods before me and so the word idolatry is not mentioned in here the word idolatry is mentioned later on we find that in Psalms um And we find that actually in the Greek scriptures uh, by writings that the Apostle Paul made in 1 Corinthians to the Corinthian congregation, chapter 10, verse 14. And there are other scriptures that mention the word, the actual word, idolatry. So in Exodus 23 continues, Jehovah says to them, that they should not have any other gods before him. So, it continues on verse 4, Exodus 20 verse 4, and in there it says, though shalt not make unto thee a graven image nor any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth so he is very explicit here saying that it doesn't matter what thing Uh, we want to venerate or worship either in heaven or even under the earth above the earth above the ground um, is not acceptable and he also mentions that nor any likeness of anything that is in the heavens so the word idolatry came from from this 
from this command. Then the command continues on Exodus chapter 20, verse 5, and it says, Thou shalt not bow down thyself unto them, nor serve them, for I, Jehovah thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, upon the third and upon the fourth generation of them that hate me. So this verse over here reveals the reason. Jehovah God has, there is no other God. He is a jealous God. He does not want to share his worship with whatever else we want to worship. He is our creator. He deserves all our worship. Then he mentions also that those who actually worship these images are those who hate him or that is the way that he views the matter. So the law was given to them and Psalms, the book of Psalms, mentions even further to clarify the matter in regards to idols and the futility of using idols or being idolaters. So, on chapter 115, 115, 1-8, it mentions this. Starting on 1, verse 1, it says, Not to us, O Jehovah, not to us, but to your name give glory, because of your loyal love and your faithfulness. Why should the nations say, Where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. A mouth they have, but they cannot speak. Eyes, but they cannot see. Ears they have, but they cannot hear. A nose, but they cannot smell. Hands they have, but they cannot feel. Feet, but they cannot walk. They make no sound with their throat. The people who make them will become just like them, as will all those who trust in them. So, if you pay attention to verse 8, it says, The people who make them will become just like them. This is from God's viewpoint. This is what we will become to God. In His eyes, in His viewpoint, if we worship idols, if we divert our worship to graven images who have no value, who have no life, who have no existence, but that are only made out of what our hands can make so that is not a good thing to be um, 
or to become like in God's view. Now, I had mentioned that in the first century, with the Corinthian congregation, they were warned, and they were just giving this warning, and that is found in chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians. In verse 14, it says, Therefore, my beloved ones, flee from idolatry. So, many years have passed from the time of Moses. Going now forward into the future, congregations being formed, being followers of the Christ, having a foundation under the Christ who have fulfilled the law and who was the only one that could fulfill the law. But yet the issue, the matter of idolatry was still a matter of concern. And now you go back from the first century to our time, to our century, And the matter of idolatry is still an issue of concern. But yet, whatever is written in the Bible does not change. God's thoughts in regards to idolatry does not change. He still feels the same about it. So it is then a matter of importance when it comes to our relationship with God that we want to form that we take this matter, view it, use our power of reason when examining the Bible in regards to this matter, and that we also look at myself. How is my worship to God? Is it through idolatry? Then. I have to investigate with what the Bible says, what my Bible says. I have used different re uh, references over here in regards to the Bible. So uh, God's word is the same. It doesn't matter which Bible you read it, you will still find the same. And of course, it makes even a better impact when you see that the translation of the Bible is using God's name in it as it should appear. So that is it. That is the end of this topic. And thank you for listening. This was Examining the Bible. Use your power of reasoning. <laughs>